G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network from 10am Eastern. That's 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. It's the 2020 Summer Edition and we're revisiting a conversation today about the way we as Aussies engage with the Bible. Last year research found that the Australian church is at a crossroads. The majority of us don't see it as important to engage with the Bible. Kylie Butler is the author of a report called Milk to Meat and she joined us on 2020 looking at the downfalls of disengagement. Kylie, last time we chatted, uh, you really hit me between the eyes because uh, you really were able to demonstrate by the survey that you'd done that Australians have disengaged with the Bible and that the future looks bleak uh, for not only the church but for Christianity if Mm. we don't re-engage with Mm. the Bible. Mm. And part of the research has shown that if this trend continues on the current trajectory then in about 30 years' time, Australian Christians will be a biblically illiterate group of people. And that's quite scary. Um, and certainly don't want to continue on that trajectory of, you know, imagine 30 years' time that, that Christians aren't reading, the, aren't reading the Bible, don't know about the Bible, don't understand it. Oh, that just... It's it's, that's actually it's significant to even just contemplate that uh, mm. to see that we've come perhaps from a a high place and uh, to take a fall in the levels of engagement with the Bible and therefore a reflection on the way that uh, people behave in society that people are engaged in the things of God and evangelism and those sorts of things. Uh, where there has been a great fall and it's something that could have been nipped in the bud early if people had learned to re-engage with the Bible. Mm, mm. And I think, you know, there are some certainly some aspects that if we continue to disengage with the words, then we, as Christians, become, you know, spiritually weak or starved because God's word is our is breath. You know, Second Timothy says that all scripture is God-breathed. Um, you know, it, it keeps us it keeps us from sinning. You know, it, to be able to hide God's word in our hearts so that we might not sin with God, and it creates also this distance between us and God by not actually engaging with the word. And so, if we continue to disengage, then we continue to spiral down this path where we have a very distant and disjointed relationship with God. Last time we were talking, we discussed the idea that uh, these days you can just sit in front of your internet and Google all sorts of things and you can get an answer. Uh, And it seems like a a nice shortcut to be able to do that. But the days, are they gone when people would sit with their Bible, reflecting on the passage, uh, thinking about its context, uh, listening with a spiritual ear to hear what God is saying to them, 
yeah. and taking the time to actually allow that word to wash them and to begin to shape them. Are those days gone? Are they past? I don't think they're gone or past, but I think they're harder to come by. Mm. The world is such a fast-paced now world that many of the gen- this generation, including myself, find it really difficult to stop. You know, where um, the Old Testament says to be still and know God, to be, it is really difficult for uh, you know, a younger generation to know what it is to be still. And so that becomes harder to stop and reflect and actually take that time to spend with God. So it, it becomes a very, I guess, anti-cultural um, move to be able to stop and be still. So how do you, I guess, change from the culture that is so fast-paced in order to be able to stop? It, it becomes a real choice to make, um, to choose to want to grow in our relationship with God, to choose to engage in our, in our Word, in our Bible on a regular basis, means that we need to actually stop and stop doing some things in order to take that time to listen, to reflect, to read, to journal, um, and to study God's Word. There are tremendous downfalls to this disengagement with the Bible, and you've already, uh, just in our conversation today, uh, begun to highlight those things. But what is the biggest downfall in your mind Mm. that if we disengage from the Scriptures, if we ignore the time of waiting on God and hearing His voice through His Word, what's the biggest downfall for us personally and perhaps for our society? Mm. I think it's our relationship with God. You know, our ultimate calling, you know, for every human is to be in relationship with God, to know that Jesus is Lord and Saviour and the loving Lord. And if we neglect those times of connection, of reflection and time with Him, then we neglect our relationship with Him. That affects us personally because we can't become spiritually, I guess, starved and dying. It affects the people around us because we're not connecting with our loving God and so we don't live out of His light, out of His love. And so that affects how we act, how we behave, um, and it affects our community because we begin to not stand up for what God says and what God believes and how God loves uh, those people around us because we're not connecting with the source, you know, the source of life um, on a regular basis. So if we don't take some time to get to know God, we're not going to be like God and therefore uh, we lose contact with this engagement we have with him uh, as this relationship affects the way that our behavior uh, in our lives individually, in our family, in our workplace, mm. in society, everything gets corrupted. Yes. Mm. When it comes to uh, what we do to re-engage, what do you say to families who have struggled with all of these things? And if we're all being honest, uh, the challenge is there for all of us. How do you encourage people to re-engage with the Bible? Yeah, and and I think that's, that's right, Neil. It is a struggle for every one of us. And I think that part of it is we need to firstly be open and honest with ourselves, with our family, and with our people that are around us, our friends, our people that love and want to encourage us and spur us on, to say, you know what, I am really struggling with this. Because there can often be this um, image that we attempt to live up to, that yes, I engage God every single day and I do it for an hour and I'm doing really good with this. You know, it's an hour in the morning, it's an hour at night. 
But if we, we stop and be really able to be honest with ourselves and the people around us, I think that breaks down that image and that mould and then begin to move from a place of honesty and move forward in not to not to go from okay i today i haven't read the bible for for months and today i'm going to start reading it every single day for one hour but my encouragement is to not jump to that sort of conclusion to start somewhere but to move towards the goals so that might be okay i'm going to start and i'm going to try it for you know once a week or a couple of times a week and move towards that or maybe it might be every day but it might be smaller snippets and to acknowledge that, you know, our, our journey to God, to heaven, is a journey. And that, you know, God takes us on that journey to encourage us to grow in our relationship with him. Because if we jump and go, okay, I'm going to now go every day for hours on end, then when we fail, we feel like we're, um, we are a failure and that it's no point because I can't do that. But if we change the way we think about that and begin to make smaller steps and goals towards God in that, then we're going to be on a much, it's going to be much more sustainable um, and continue to grow in that as we continue to journey towards God. And there's also that element of accountability, being able to have honest people around us that will continue to spur us on and encourage us towards God and towards our um, Bible reading and engagement with God, to have that, the friends and family um, that will do that on a more regular basis. Kylie, stay with us. I'd like to talk to you some more about how we re-engage with the Bible in just a short while. Kylie Butler is the author of a report on Australian Christians engaging with the Bible. It's called Milk to Meat. There's a website, www.milktomeat.com.au. We'll come back and talk with Kylie some more in just a few moments. You're listening to the 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. We're back now with the 2020 Summer Edition conversation with Kylie Butler, the author of a report looking into Bible engagement amongst Aussie Christians. We've been discussing the downfalls of disengagement. Kylie mentioned in our last segment when it comes to Bible reading that people who try to do too much too soon almost suffer a guilt complex when they falter. I asked Kylie how she thinks people can overcome this level of guilt about reading the Bible. I think it's being able to be real, um, being real with God and acknowledge that, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. You know, condemnation comes from the enemy. It doesn't come from God. And, you know, God is love. You know, there is a justice. There is, uh, God does, uh, you know, discipline us, um, but God doesn't condemn and so being able to spur us forward um, without the guilt and acknowledge that that may not be from God because God wants to actually uh, encourage and spur us on. He wants the relationship with us. Uh, that's why he sent Jesus, in order that we would have that relationship with him. So it's like a gentle invitation from God to hmm. engage with his words and, uh, and he speaks to us. Yes. through his word, when we take the time to engage with him? Mm. You know, I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home. I actually grew up in a very, I guess, a, an anti-God home. And so the Bible was just not a part of where, you know, that it wasn't a part of my life. You know, Jesus in my, in my family, and particularly in my extended family, that, that he was a swear word, or that was a swear word. And so the 
when I came to faith when I was 15 years old, the Bible was such a foreign concept, a foreign book to me. God was a foreign concept to me. You know, and so for me, as a 15-year-old, trying to engage with this large book became a quite difficult. I was very um, blessed to be able to have a beautiful woman walk alongside me and disciple me for, for my first two years of faith and help me to understand and unpack the words and what that actually meant. But so much of my times as, a, as an early Christian was kind of opening the Bible and putting my finger in and going, okay, God, what are you speaking to me about today? It was a really random time with God rather than a purposeful um, trying to engage God in a relational context. It was very much a random, let's just see what God has for me today. Having that mentor that you had uh, or someone who is a discipler, there is a certain sense, isn't there, that in every church, while perhaps most people are not engaged with the Bible, there are going to be some who are. And yes. there might be a sort of a new new level of discipleship opening up just for people who can encourage uh, new believers or people who have disengaged with the Bible to actually really re-engage again. Yes. And I think that's one thing that um, I guess hasn't been happening so much in, in, in the recent years is that element of one-on-one of -on -one disciples. I know some churches do that exceptionally well, but it seems that a lot of churches don't. They might do that, say, for one-on-one -on -one when, when a person becomes a new Christian for a couple of months. But I think for me it was really important to have that for years and, and then have that ongoing relationship with her that she understood the Bible more than I did. And I learnt so much off her. And it, it's not about being able to be a person that knows all of the information, but someone who is just that little bit further along than what the other person is in order to you know, have a little bit more information or have a little bit more understanding of God, but to acknowledge that they're still growing and be that uh, encourager, teacher, discipler, uh, for someone who is, I guess, uh, still on the journey. Kylie, it's good to have someone who's a discipler to be able to help and encourage some people who don't have that personal uh, opportunity for relationship with someone who can keep an eye on their Bible reading. Often will use uh, a devotional or specific uh, aid to help to understand. And I guess those things can be helpful, but they are still not a replacement for the actual scriptures. Yeah, and I think there are some fantastic devotionals out there. And I think if that's uh, the place that you start, then there is a very valid place for those. And, you know, I still often read, I get devotionals via email and I read them, you know, most days as just that I love being able to read other people's thoughts and insights on the scripture. But yes, that doesn't replace um, my own personal reading and time with God. But I certainly think there's a place and a time that that we need to acknowledge and people need that and at certain times and maybe it's busyness maybe it's a young family whatever that might be then there is the place for that but to be on the journey for us to keep growing in order that at a stage we do go from you know as the milk to meat says to go from being fed like a baby with milk and someone else giving us this us that information to a stage where, you know, for the meat, we're actually able to eat and learn ourselves.
There's a concept, isn't there, of loving the Word of God that doesn't come automatically, but there is a love for God's Word that can develop over time, and as you gradually begin to engage with that Word, and uh, of course then in that relationship that you have with God. Yes, um, and, it, and it, acknowledging that each one of us is is on a journey towards Christ, that the day we come to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour doesn't make it that everything is right, everything falls into place. We all know that that's just not true, but we become we go on a journey, and none of us are going to be perfect until we see Jesus face to face in heaven. And so how do we keep going on that journey in order to keep growing closer to Christ rather than moving away from him? Well, I think our listeners would be enlightened to see some of your research into the way that Australian Christians engage with the Bible. I'll point people to your website at www.milktomeat.com.au. Kylie Butler is the author of that report. And Kylie, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, let's do this again sometime soon. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.